Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping. I'm not your host, Alex Christensen. Noobs is on his way to Vegas, so I'm producer Dan. And not joining him, as always, is Andy Molitor, who is somewhere in the woods or on a lake somewhere enjoying what's left of his vacation. So I'm joined by Matt Rooney, who is in a place that is someplace warm, a place where the beer flows like wine and beautiful women instinctively flock like the salmon of Capistrano, I'm talking about a beautiful place called Aspen. Knowing you were in Aspen, I could not. Uh, I could not. I, I figured something like that was dumb coming. And dumber reference. So the amount uh, of the amount of dumb and dumber gifts and like lines <laughs> like that I've been texted by. You know, if, if mentioning to a buddy that I'm an Aspen or whatever in group text that I've gotten that that gif has been. I've I've seen it no less than ten to fifteen times. So I'm used <laughs> to it. Love it though. It's always funny. But yes, I'm I'm sitting here in a very poorly lit hotel room in aspen but we're we're here we're thriving it's you and me it's week zero the guys don't want to talk about uh college football anyways so that's what we're here for we get to talk about week zero yeah matt looks like he might be in witness protection right now but uh yeah man no from starting tomorrow until january we will have college football on television every saturday it's the best time of the year for me. So we're going to get into a bunch of stuff. We're going to kind of do a little season outlook with some things, and then we'll get to some week zero bets. So we're going to start with win totals, our favorite win total bets. These are things you might have seen from us uh, here or there, but we will give you our favorite win total bet. So let's start, and I'll throw the floor to you. You are respecting the troops today. I think you have to. you got to love the troops. Um I really love Army's win total, especially at this plus money. They bring back a lot of talent on offense, a lot of the skill positions. They do have to replace the quarterback. Um, I, I, the new starter's last name's Tyler. I'm blanking on the first name. Um, but all reports are, as most times with the Army and Navy option offenses, those quarterbacks kind of seem to be a seamless transition, not like they're throwing a whole bunch. Um, they do bring back their leading receiver from last year. Not that they're ma- that really matters. I believe it's like their only receiver. Um, but the, the backfield remains largely the same. They do have to replace some, some talent on the offensive line, but similar to the quarterback position, of those offenses, that's, that's usually just next man up. And those guys are, are cut blocking and then just straight up run blocking and, and getting low anyway. So those are not easy guys to replace, but easier to, to kind of reload on those offensive lines than most programs. And defensively, they bring back uh, a whole bunch of talent to a group that was was very good as well last year. Uh, looking at their schedule, I mean, they, they start with Coastal, who is – they start at Coastal, who's going to be a good team this year. Obviously, brings back Grayson McCall, a quarterback. Like, that's going to be a talented team. That's a game they can win. Then they host UTSA, who probably will not repeat what they did last year. And then, like – Wake Forest at Wake Forest is going to be a tough game, but now we don't know if Sam Hartman's playing in that game. Obviously, you hope he does, but we don't know what's going on with him. We don't know if he's healthy, all that. Um, so hopefully you'd see him in that game. But again, that's something to think about here. And then they get Air Force at home. I think that's going to be one of their tougher games on the schedule. And then obviously they lost to Navy last year, despite being the better team. So anything can happen in that one. But I just don't see a whole lot of losses on this schedule. And I think nine and three is incredibly doable. I'd also look for uh, FanDuel has the 10 plus regular season wins prop. I'd look at that, but over eight, eight and a half at the plus money. I, I really like it here for the, uh, for the troops. I can get down with that. Uh, mine is, I guess, somewhat tangentially connected in some form or fashion. Jeff Munkin, the army coach used to coach 
at Georgia Tech under Paul Johnson. Paul Johnson retired. They replaced him with Jeff Collins. And the Jeff Collins era at Georgia Tech has been a complete and utter total disaster. And it is going to end at some point this year. We don't know when, if it's going to happen in the middle of the season, if it's going to happen at the end of the season. should happen at the end of last season. But I think they wanted to avoid paying uh, as much of the buyout as possible. But uh, this team is going to stink and stink out loud. Mm. They had uh, basically every good player on their team other than really Jeff Sims, the quarterback, entered the transfer portal, so they lost a lot. They were horrendous defensively last year. Their non-conference schedule involves Georgia like it does every year, but also Ole Miss in a road game at UCF. And That's a fun. anonymous coach said that this non-conference schedule was put together uh, in a way it looks like to get this guy fired, which it probably will. They have two games that they – potentially will win western carolina is a pretty mediocre fcs team and duke is somehow projected to be even worse than georgia tech although duke with a new coach maybe they might have some just positivity around their program georgia tech doesn't and that might give them a fighting chance nevertheless if georgia tech wins those two games they're going to be an underdog by at least seven points in every other game on their schedule at least according to the projections right now except for a game against virginia in which they're probably projected around about a five point uh, underdog right now so it's just going to be hard to find a third win let alone a fourth win i actually got this at plus money uh, like about a month ago but it's minus 125 the best price now if you like win total bets i would lay that juice just because i mean this is a a bad team in a bad situation that needs to get rid of their coach and surprisingly he's not actually the favorite to be the first coach fired in the acc which leads me to believe uh, dino babers is at syracuse for those of you wondering uh leads me to believe that um they think that they're going to wait until the end of the year. At least the market seems to think that they're going to wait until the end of the year to fire him. So Georgia Tech's a bad team in a bad situation. So I'm going to go with the Yellow Jackets there as my win total. The next uh, thing we wanted to talk about were props. And um, we, I, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say we were on the same page here because I was looking for some props this morning and I could not find one that I liked better than this one. Yeah, this one I found at uh, Bet Online, and I bet it. And I don't love, like, even with like win totals, I don't love tying up money at minus odds or like like low plus money odds for four or five months. But this was one that made absolutely no sense to me. And you'll see it here. It's a three-way market on Bet Online. Who will record more interceptions this year? Caleb Williams. Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, you'll see uh, Bryce Young 100 plus 170, Stroud plus 200. Caleb Williams is plus 100. I got this at plus uh, 115 or plus 125 a couple weeks ago. I don't remember off the top of my head. But last year alone, uh, Caleb Williams threw four interceptions and 211 pass attempts. C.J. Stroud threw six interceptions and 441 pass attempts. Bryce Young threw seven interceptions in 547 attempts. So you can see the disparity there in terms of the interception numbers because obviously Caleb Williams didn't play uh, early on in the season. This also includes the bowl numbers, by the way, where I think Bryce Young threw three interceptions in the playoffs. So I think he in the two playoff games. So I think he threw four in the regular season. And Caleb Williams, I think, had like 25 passing attempts in their bowl game without an interception. So regular season numbers it's uh even more stark and just this usc team they're probably going to be in a lot more high stress situations mm -hmm. than alabama and ohio state are going to be uh bryce young cj stroud their offenses are going to be able to score but they're not going to have to necessarily score a ton of points to win games they're going to be able to blow out a lot of opponents and frankly you're probably not going to see those guys playing late into the third quarter and fourth quarter in a lot of games whereas with this usc team really hard to 
project what's going to happen, but it's it's kind of unreasonable to expect Alex Grinch to get that defense turned around quickly. So I don't understand why this is priced the way it is, and there's been some action on it because the because Caleb Williams is almost minus money. But as long as it's even money right now, you might as well play it. Yeah, and I mean everything you said there was, was right on the button, but like also the offensive line, Caleb Williams is going to step into a situation where he doesn't have nearly the offensive line he had last year. He doesn't have nearly the offensive line that Young and Stroud have, so he's going to be under a lot more pressure from the from than those guys and than he was used to last year, and he probably has a. As, as tough of a schedule this year as he did last year. So it's not like he's going up against, it's not like the, the Pac-12 is really a cakewalk. Uh, he's going to have some tough situations, some tough spots. And and like you said, USC is going to be in a spot where they're going to have to continue to keep running the offense, continue to keep throwing and throwing a bunch because that defense is going to allow, allow a lot of points. So they're going to have to keep up and he's going to be forced to throw the ball more. So I, I really like that. I don't understand why it's even money. It should be more like minus 115, minus 120. And after that, the altitude is getting to me. I'm almost like out of breath from talking <laughs> that long. This is the altitude is real here, people. It's a thing. Apparently, I've never I've only ever been to the Denver airport for a layover. I've never okay. spent more time in Colorado or any mountain state. So for that where matter. where our hotel is, it's like there's you know, you got to walk. It's like point one mile to like a little like mini strip mall. But it's also like a 45 degree angle straight up a hill. The two minute, like three minute walk on Google Maps because I was looking to see where to go yesterday. And by the end of it, I was like huffing and puffing. I was just walking straight up and the altitude's getting it's it's real. It's real out here. We got to get the grind, Dan. We got to get you an oxygen bar at some point. Maybe is the uh, is the welcome party that you have to go to here in a little bit at an oxygen bar? Because it should be. It should be. That should that should be the thing for, you know, new people coming in from Chicago getting acclimated. I love it. That makes sense. All right. Well, we'll move on to some Heisman Trophy bets. And my my gimmick here is your favorite bet right now. Not necessarily who you think is going to win it or 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 that, but like what is the best price? Because the Heisman market has been so beat up over mm-hmm. the past few months, and none of the odds right now. I've got a bunch of Heisman bets. You tweeted um, yours this morning, and yes. check it out, really, Dan Weiner Weiner on Twitter. It's like the prices you got them at versus what they are now. There's just I mean, there's still some value on it, but compared to where you got it, there's just no value on it anymore. Yeah, Jameer Gibbs is the only guy who I bet, at least where I bet it, that still has value. I bet him at 4,500, 45 to 1, and I think where I bet it, it's 35 to 1 now. All of the other ones have been beat to hell. So these are our favorite bets that you can get right now on the Heisman, and I'll start so that way you can catch your breath a little bit. Thank you. I need it. I bet this this morning because I've been trying to think of a way to get CJ Stroud on my Heisman card. Uh, and I don't really want to bet him at plus 220 or whatever it was. And that's basically where he is. He's a pretty big favorite everywhere you look right now. And I totally understand it. Like the one downfall to CJ Stroud's candidacy is the favorite hasn't won it since Marcus Mariota in 2014. Other than that, like still, someone's going to have to do it again. Yeah. And logistically, there's just in my mind, there's no real reason to sit here and think that he's not going to have the kind of season that you're expecting of him like the only thing is maybe the wide receiver room behind Jackson Smith and Jigba is not quite as good as we thought they were going to be but I don't think that's going to be the case I can't really make an argument otherwise and then maybe the the offensive line underperforms I just these are things that you're kind of grasping at straws for like maybe someone else has a huge season but an Ohio State player hasn't won the Heisman since 2006 so I don't think there's going to be Heisman fatigue with CJ Stroud so he's totally the favorite for a reason and I totally understand that and I wanted to get a way to have him on the card 
And so Noobs has talked about this a bunch. I've been trying to think of a way to, to get it involved. And so that's what I did this morning. Danil Medvedev to win the U.S. Open and C.J. Stroud parlay. Uh, I bet this at DraftKings this morning. It's plus 940, as you can see. The good thing about this one is it could be dead by basically by the time the season starts, more or less, because the U.S. Open starts on Monday. Hopefully Medvedev is still in it by the time C.J. Stroud plays Notre Dame <laughs> next Saturday. But uh, to me, I just I wanted to get C.J. Stroud on my card in some way, and this is the best way I could figure to do it. So I'll just take the little parlay action again. DraftKings is where I got this. Danil Medvedev to win the U.S. Open, C.J. Stroud to win the Heisman plus 940. Yeah, I, I like that play a lot, and it's the same thing we did with. Uh, I think Noops and I were talking about it um, when he was given out his U.S. Open futures earlier this week. Same thing we did with Iga in the French Open. Like it just if you think if you're that confident, it makes sense to throw him in a couple futures. Um, I went with Will Anderson to be a Heisman finalist. I liked your Stetson Bennett Heisman finalist prop a lot that I went looking at that market, and I think Will Anderson was he should have been one last year. I don't think that I know that he had a better season than Aiden Hutchinson. Michigan just marketed Aiden Hutchinson a lot better, and not that Will Anderson came out of nowhere last year, but he was. Uh, I don't think people in going into last season knew exactly that he was going to be the best player on that defense, and now going into this season, like he's getting the hype to go along with how good he is. And I really think that it, he's going to live up to that hype. Alabama is going to be the best team in the country. That defense is going to be really good. And he's going to be the leader of it. I don't necessarily think he's going to win the Heisman because it's so hard to do as a defensive player. But it's almost getting to the point now where getting the invite as a defensive player is is kind of like the, the way of giving them their award, giving them their honor. So I think you're going to see him uh, in New York at the end of the year, especially plus four plus 400 or four to one. I, I really like that prop. So. Will Anderson, Heisman finalist, plus 400. Dan, I credit you for finding that market because I, I loved looking through that this morning. I uh, I would probably consider putting this on my card if I didn't just have a Will Anderson yeah. outright ticket. At you 30. have it with – I was going to say that. I thought I it was at 30, 40 and like I, I still maintain that he could win the award. I may be naive in my assessment. And I trust me, if he literally played anywhere else other than the team that just had the Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback who came back for another year, I mm -hmm. probably wouldn't be as high on it. But to bolster the point that you made, yes, Aiden Hutchinson finished second in Heisman voting, but um, and I don't ever even think that he was marketed better. I just think it was a narrative win, which was they hadn't beaten Ohio State yeah. in a very long time. And he was very clearly like Aiden Hutchinson was the best player on Michigan's team last year. So I totally understand like the sentiment there. But of the returning players this year, uh he has more he had the third most Will Anderson first place Heisman votes of the returning players this year or maybe it was the second maybe bryce young was the only one who had more i think he had more first place votes than cj stroud anyway the point is he had a very loyal following amongst like hardcore college football fans last year mm -hmm. and when they're looking for people to potentially back in the heisman market that's part of the reason why like maybe maybe this is just going to be the year where they're just like to hell with it we're going to give a guy a heisman trophy uh we're going to have a two-time heisman trophy winner for the second time ever uh, if Alabama runs the table and they're great. Uh, but like to me, trying to go in an alternate direction with Alabama wasn't a bad idea. That's why I have mm -hmm. Anderson. That's why I have Jameer Gibbs, who the more I think about it, the more I like. I'm kind of anti-running back in general, winning the Heisman Trophy. But with Alabama's receiving core kind of an unknown right now, at you least can play a big role building, in that. Yeah, like in terms of building chemistry on the field with Bryce Young, Jameer Gibbs is a really good pass catching running back. So that might bolster his statistics enough to give him a shot. But like I said, Will Anderson is the best player in college football. Period. Yeah. 
point blank period. He was the best player in college football last year. He's the best player in college football this year. He's going to need to get the counting stats. Obviously I've like, I'm not just being negative Texas fan. I think that the Texas offensive line is a real work in progress this year. And that's an opportunity for Alabama's defense to really make a statement in week two in that game in Austin. And if he has two or three sacks in that game, suddenly his name's going to be at the forefront of the conversation. Once yeah, again, the campaign so. starts right away then. Exactly. And then as a Heisman finalist career achievement award, absolutely mm-hmm. something that is, I think, a very realistic possibility. Yeah. Like um, we talked about with Stetson Bennett, that's a thing. Like the, those career achievement award Heisman finalists are, are kind of a thing. So that's what, what we're kind of looking ahead to over the course of the season. But Matt, toe meets leather tomorrow, Dublin, Ireland, Northwestern, Nebraska. Uh, just a just a cavalcade of terrible football games. But That's if I so wasn't going to be at Epcot tomorrow all day, I would be sitting on the couch watching every single one of them. Uh, but I won't be able to watch much of it. But that doesn't mean we're not going to have some bets for you. So uh, I started us off, and I'm running out of breath because I have a head cold right now. I'm other than that, I'm okay. I just have a head cold. So I'm going to look at us. We're both struggling to talk. Yeah. So you go ahead and you start us off with. Uh, you're going to throw a teaser, a week zero teaser. What could go wrong? Oh, I. I... I liked Northwestern a lot at the plus 13 and a half. And that was, it's now down to, to uh, 12 and a half, depending on where you look 11. Uh, some places I found this one, I believe it was bet online at, at uh, the, the 12. So I bumped it up to 18 and a half. I like Nebraska. We talked about it on our big 10 preview a couple of days ago. Like I, I really do like Nebraska. I think they're going to have a very good football team this year, but backing them in week one in a really works or week zero in a very weird, you know, situation game in Dublin with, you know, a whole lot of moving parts against the team in Northwestern that yes, was bad last year, but they return a lot of seniors. And that's, that's a group that, you know, every year that Fitz has had a bad year, he usually figures out a way to turn it around and not necessarily like they're going to be a 10 win team that goes to the big 10 championship, but I also expect them to be better than a three or four win team. Like some people are projecting them. I think they're a better football team this year. I think they're going to play a tough game and Nebraska probably wins that game by a touchdown or so. So buying that up to 18 and a half, I liked, Hawaii plus 15 and a half is self-explanatory, Dan. It's the first, it's it's Hawaii at home in week zero. They're playing Vanderbilt, who, yes, is an SEC team, but they stink. Quite honestly, you could have put anybody up against Hawaii at, at a home game in week zero, and I would have liked to throw them in a teaser because my brain still thinks Hawaii is going to put up 45 points a game. And then U of I at the minus seven against Wyoming. I don't really like Wyoming this year, and like U of I is – uh, is is not really well received, at least in Chicago and Illinois, that the Brett Bielema hire was. I really like it. I think he had a pretty solid first year with them, and I think he's getting that program on the right track. And not that they're ever going to get to Wisconsin level, but that's kind of what he's trying to build with them. And I think year two in that in that program is going to be a good one for him. So I, I think week zero at home against Wyoming, I think they come out and play a pretty pretty good football game and cover that minus seven. So. Plus 165 for – I really love Hawaii, really love uh, Northwestern. And if Illinois pushes, then that one gets canceled, and I still cover the Hawaii Northwestern. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'll, I'll piggyback off of that with Wyoming. This is a team that was not great on offense last year to begin with, and then they lost their best running back. They lost their only really good wide receiver. Their quarterback transferred out. They're kind of a program in a little bit of transition right now. And like you said about Illinois – they're going to be Wisconsin light. I don't think they're going to be very good, but I do think they're going to be a team that's going to try to run the ball. They're going to try to play good defense. And year one, that defense was a lot better uh, under Bielema than it was the year before. Mm-hmm. So I also think this is going to be the kind of game where you're just not going to see a ton of throwing the ball successfully. Like neither one of these teams are particularly good at throwing the ball. Illinois, like you said, is going to want to run the ball. So I just see it could also be like a low possession kind of game. I gave out the under 
uh, a couple weeks ago on the show. That number has been beat to hell since then. I would still consider it, but I just don't see how Wyoming is going to score over 14 points in this game. So you give me an extra point and a half there on the team total. I'll take that all day. And then I, too, am going to go to the islands for this one. Mike Wright, Vanderbilt quarterback, under 194 and a half passing yards. It's going to be a windy night on the island. Uh, winds close to 20 miles per hour are going to make it a little bit difficult to throw the ball in that game. And uh, Mike Wright started, I think, five or started the last six games or so last year. He did eclipse this number three times last year, but once was just 198 yards. So he's an inexperienced quarterback uh, on the road in Hawaii. I just think that the conditions are going to make it a little bit difficult for these offenses to throw the ball around as much as they might want to. And they're going to probably want to. I think uh, mm-hmm. Hawaii in particular with Timmy Chang as their head coach now, the legend coming back home. But uh, I just don't know that the conditions or the talent on the field is going to make this a conducive environment for uh, Vanderbilt to be throwing the ball a ton in this game. Uh, they should win the game. I don't know if they're going to cover that 15 and a half either. So I'm, I'm kind of uh, kind of like your look there. But I'm going to go with a player prop there because I don't really know what to expect in that game. But these are two teams that are not spectacular. I don't expect that we're going to see a ton of successful passing. So give me the under there. Makes me feel very old that Timmy Chang is the head coach at Hawaii now. I just makes me feel a little old. That's oh, okay, there's though. a lot of that going on. And there's another player who, man, I can't remember. And now I'm, it's terrible content. I'm trying to think of. There's another former athlete whose kid is either playing high school football now at a high level that made me feel super old the other day, but I can't remember what it was now. And now it's going to bother me. I'm going to have to go look it up. After for me, it was for me, it was Matt Holiday's son getting drafted first overall. Like I didn't realize Matt Holiday was that old or maybe yeah, he just had a kid bad. very young. That one seemed like even that was a little bit too soon. Um, but uh, hey, it's week zero. We made it. And I'm glad we're both betting on Hawaii because if you're not betting on Hawaii in week zero, do you really like betting on college football? I don't think I you think, do. I don't, I don't think so. Betting on the Hawaii game, not directly on Hawaii, but betting on that. Oh well, yeah. Um, I think that one's actually going to be televised. There's, there's like half of their games aren't going to be televised on the mainland this year, which is a super bummer. So you're going to have to go to find illegal streams to watch Hawaii play that game that kicks off at midnight Eastern, which if you're fine a true degen of the sport, you will love that. And we love it. We love college football. We're happy it's back. Back, Matt. Anything else you want to add? Hey, check out our uh, our season previews. Blogger Bowl season previews. Uh, we have the all all uh, Power Five conferences are up now on BetSports, YouTube, whatever. Go check them out um, and win some money off our bets or lose some money off or lose some money. So I don't care. Uh, go check those out. Bet with us and uh, follow us along on Tuesdays and Thursdays this year. Absolutely. Andy and Noobs will be back on Monday, I presume. Um, Noobs is going to be at the U.S. Open, so we're going to see how that goes. I'm trying to get him to broadcast from inside one of the courts to see how long that happens before he gets tackled and removed from the grounds. But they'll be back on Monday. Like and subscribe on your way out, and the guys will be back on Monday.